Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. You want to look and feel your best? Do you want to age gracefully? And are you just sick and tired of those wrinkles? Because maybe you feel like it makes you look tired. Well, we have the answer with our friend, Charlotte Fairburn, the owner of Aesthetics 360, the only Medi Spa in Milwaukee in the Third Ward. She is back to answer all the questions about Botox and filler. Thank you for coming back on 50 Shades of K, Charlotte. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Happy Tuesday. I know, right? Here we are talking about Botox and filler, things that I'm so interested in. And last night, I was at my son's football game and I was with a bunch of moms and it got brought up. Botox, it just happened to come up organically. And I told these women, <laughs> I said, I'm actually interviewing um, an owner of a Medi Spa. What kind of questions do you have? And the biggest thing that I want to address first, what is the difference between Botox and filler? Because maybe not a lot of people know. Can you explain that for a sec? Absolutely. And that is a very common question because as long as Botox has been out, um, which is 18 and a half years, there still is confusion about exactly what does it do versus dermal fillers. So Botox works where there's muscles. It's injected into a muscle. So where we have muscles that cause movement and lines of expression, we can then inject Botox and relax that. We just kind of quiet the muscle down, and we can either reduce the appearance of the wrinkles, eliminate them altogether depending on their pretreatment state, or in cases of, like, the lower face. You know, the lip flip is becoming very popular where it's just a few units of Botox along the muscle that goes around the lip, and in the upper lip, and it gives it just a very slight lippy version. Now, the lip flip, because that was talked about last night. Oh, it was. One okay. of the women asked about it, if it affects how you smile. Yeah, so when we get into lower face Botox, I mean, Botox, first of all, it is an art as much as it is a science, but you know, dosing is very crucial because we're talking about muscles here, right? Yeah. And so we don't want anything weird to happen. <laughs> and around the mouth, especially if you don't, if you have too much Botox, it can affect your ability to smile properly, your ability to um, use a straw or purse your lips. If it's not done evenly, you could, it could be crooked. We start very small. 
uh, you know, Botox is dosed in something that's called units. You know, units is to Botox like milligrams is to aspirin. And everyone's different with how, with how many units they need. But around the mouth, we, use, we start with just four units. It's a tiny amount. And you can't take it out. You can always add more. But the thing with that lip flip, it does not give the same results as getting dermal filler for the lips. A lot of, you know, we're getting a lot of increase for the lip flip from millennials, and they want to try it out first before they do lip filler. And I do educate them and say, you know, it's not going to give you the same results. And it's certainly not going to last very long because the dosing has to be so small, sure. specific. I mean, it might last like six weeks. Well, but I, I appreciate, though, that when it comes to A360, that you are not uh, aggressive. You, it's a gradual process. Like you said, it, it will eventually wear off and go away, but you can't take it out once it's in. So smart that you go carefully, which is why it's important to go to a professional place when you're getting these kinds of things done for that exact reason. But the lower part of the face when it comes to the Botox is different than when it comes to the upper part of the face. Where can you talk about, do people get Botox in the upper part of their face? Yeah, so the most common three areas is those, what we call the 11s, which are um, those lines that we get between our brows when we frown. Now, some people have a 1, some people have 111. A lot of people have that 11, and um, that is the most common area. Then the crow's feet, the lines, you know, around the eyes, and then the horizontal forehead lines. Those three areas together are the most common. They work well together when treating all three areas because those muscle groups are all adjacent to each other. And you can't isolate one facial feature and say, okay, treat this line here without considering the entire face and how the adjacent facial features are going to look when you treat one area. And the same is with filler as well. We don't isolate an area. It's easy for us when we look in the mirror, we isolate an area and we say, oh, I don't like this. But when you come in here, it's a much bigger process, if you will, because we have to look at the whole face and how the face ages and how everything's working together and how harmonious it is and and how your results are going to look. Well, that's where maintenance comes into play. From my experience and talking with other friends, you go in, you get that you know first consultation when you when they sit down with your team to find out exactly what it is that that you know your clients are looking for. But then over time, when you go in and do maintenance, wouldn't you agree from what you've seen that that is kind of the best way to really just maintain your look and age gracefully? Yes, you you know the goal is to always look like you and. When you come in and have your dose refined or have some maintenance, like you said, you're always, always going to keep your appearance looking level, if you will. So you're not going to have these peaks and valleys. So if you get injected, like with dermal filler, for example, you don't, don't wait till it, every last bit of it has gone away because then suddenly you're getting injected again and now you've, you've got a new appearance, if you will. Yeah. So it's about just always looking the same like you only better but very natural and again make we make sure that everything makes sense it's hard to when you look in the mirror to just isolate a facial feature but that's what we do when we look we say oh i don't like you know these lines around my mouth but when we look we look at the whole face Got it. Yes. And that, and again, this is why it's just so important to go to a credible place like A360. 
I mean, because it is your face. You have one face. You want it to be done well. You want it to be done right. And if you have someone that goes in, gets Botox, let's say they go home and they're like, okay, you know what? I want a little bit more. Maybe they want a little more symmetry when it comes to the eyebrows. Can they just come back in? And is that complimentary with the with the package if it's right afterwards? So what we do with all of our first-time Botox patients, whether they've had Botox elsewhere or not, um, if it's their first time to us, we see them back in two weeks for a follow-up appointment. Oh, that's great. Because it can take up to two weeks for the, the product to fully evolve. So you will start to see results in three to five days on average, but it can continue to change up to two weeks. So we see you back at two weeks, and we take our after photos because we do take before photos. We always want to be able to compare. We take after photos, and then we check everything out from a satisfaction perspective from the patient as well as a technical perspective from the um, treatment itself. And then we can make some adjustments there. So that's a very important part of the process. Especially if it's your first time here, you know, we're just, we're getting to know you. We're getting to know your muscles and your face and how everything acts. And so we're going to get that dosing tailored specifically to you. So we do that at two weeks. I have had patients call. I, I one specifically, I remember she called it. She said, you know what, I think I need to come in. And she was a regular patient, so we didn't automatically do the two weeks because she'd been coming and coming. And she said, I have some brow asymmetry. And so I looked, I said, when she came in, I said, you know, it's only been 10 days. I said, we have to wait two weeks. She goes, really? I said, we really do because it may continue to evolve and I will check with you on day 14. And I called her and she said, you know what? You were right. She said, it's self-corrected and they look great. There you go. There you but go. But if I'd have had her come in and we treated her then at 10 days, we would have over-treated her. Yeah, exactly. And that's that would have been bad because then she would have maybe come back in another two weeks and it would have been, you know, having to right. correct that. Right, and then that. we keep chasing it, right. And how long does it last? This is a question a lot of people ask, and I know everyone is different, but roughly, what have you seen? FDA approved in clinical trials at four months, there was still 20% of improvement retained. So it's not an all or nothing. You don't wake, you know, when we inject, you don't wake up and it's suddenly kicked in and then four months later, it's suddenly gone. It's a, a spectrum. So it evolves up to two weeks, it peaks at 30 days, and then if you picture a graph at that peak, you know, coming down the side of the mountain as it slowly, slowly, slowly starts to wear off. Mm -hmm. At around two months, two and a half months, you will start to see some of that movement back, mm -hmm. but you can't mistake it for being like, oh, I need another dose. It's normal. You're going to start to see movement, but you definitely don't have your full muscle strength back, and we can, you know, show that in you know, expressive before and after photos. So we have people that do like to come back as soon as they see that first sign of movement. We have others that come back between three and four months. We have some people that come in twice a year. It's really all about what's acceptable to you and when you look in the mirror and, and what you want to see. You know, again, we're, people do Botox for many reasons, whether to prevent lines from even forming altogether and those are very just light preventative doses, or they're um, looking to turn back the clock a bit and just soften those muscles. The goal is to quiet it down, but to still look like you. We don't do any frozen foreheads. Yeah, right. And that's, I think, a fear for, for some people. And you've been doing this for over 20 years. Does it hurt? I say it doesn't hurt, but do you feel like a lot of people think it does? You know, some people are in their head. You know, they're averse to needles, so it's in their head. 
that they get nervous, and that's okay. We take our time. It's a very tiny needle, but there are different muscles that will be more uncomfortable than others. And everyone's pain tolerance is different, too. Yeah. So it's, I'm not going to say it hurts. It doesn't hurt, but you feel it. But it's like a split second. It's, it's no different than if you were to maybe get a shot. But I think a shot sometimes is even worse. This doesn't Those, feel like yeah. that at all. Those are big, long, thick needles when you get that shot in your arm. And really, too, at a place like Aesthetics 360, I mean, it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's like it's a medi spa. You know, you're relaxed. I mean, it's a great experience. I've never met a single person that has gotten Botox and not loved it. I'll say that much because everybody that gets it absolutely loves it because you do. You kind of turn the clock back a little bit. And I found in my experience to makeup sat better on my face because it didn't get in the little, you know, creases and things that we get on our forehead and around our eyes. But how does someone know, Charlotte, if they're a good candidate for Botox? And we're going to get into fillers here in a second, but let's just talk about that right now. You are a candidate for Botox if there's something that you want to prevent or reverse. And as long as you don't have any type of neuromuscular conditions, anything that would already cause weakened muscles, such as multiple sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is also ALS, there's um, a couple of them. So that would be a contraindication. And then we do a facial assessment. We don't bring you in and just pop you in the chair and start injecting. And we do a full consultation. We'll address your areas of concern. We'll educate you about all the muscle groups, how it works, what we propose to inject, what we propose the dosing to be, fully educate, and then the client can decide to move forward with treatment or not. There's absolutely no obligation after the consultation. We just want to fully educate. If somebody has heavy lid laxity and they already have a lower brow, we're going to take that into consideration. We're going to assess, do you already have some brow asymmetry? You know, all of our faces are asymmetrical. Yeah. We're going to make note of that. So we, you know, do need to take a full medical history and understand what somebody's goals are and, you know, what challenges they may have and what their expectations are. You know, we can do a lot, but we're not magicians. Yeah, and that's why that first consult is important so everybody can kind of get on the same page and know, like you said, what the expectations and, and the goals are. Fillers. Yes. This is something that... I think people do get confused. They think, well, they need filler for one thing, and but maybe it's actually Botox. What do people use fillers for? So filler is, whereas Botox is only for muscles and areas of expression, filler is injected into the soft tissue. So filler is for areas where we have start to get furrows or loss of volume, lines that aren't necessarily going to be treated with Botox. Like you can treat lines around the mouth area, what they call the puppet lines or the marionette lines, which come down from the corners of the mouth down to the jawline. We can bring back the mid-face and reestablish the contours of our cheeks that we had when we were younger for a more youthful appearance, but without making somebody so built up that they look ridiculous or like they're wearing a mask, which I see a lot of, and we see a lot of it on TV. Yes, there um, the is a lot of it on TV. <laughs> it's, mean, been, it's been dubbed pillow face by people in the industry. There are people who their faces have lost all definition. They're very round. They're very full. If you didn't, 
if you only saw them from the neck up, you would think maybe they'd gain some weight because their face looks so full. Mm-hmm. They haven't. That's been dubbed pillow face by some plastic surgical experts in, in the uh, aesthetic industry. And there's a lot of over-injecting going on. So I don't blame people when they're afraid. It's like they see all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, I get it. People still want to have a natural look. Now, similar to what you said about Botox, if a client comes to you and gets some filler, do you have the same process where two weeks later they come back and you can see how things look? Does it take that long for it to settle? Absolutely. So filler, um, we definitely make a two-week follow-up for most fillers. Voluma, which is a filler which is FDA-approved to use in the mid-face and cheek area, that can take three to four weeks to even fully settle in. The under-eye area, which is off-label, that can be a little bit longer to settle in. But the product will not look the same when you day, as days go on and weeks as it does when you leave. So you may have some swelling, bruising, a little bit of, you know, lumpy, lumpiness is normal. It all has to settle in. And so plan for some integrated. downtime. Maybe don't do it the day before a wedding. No, and we won't. We always ask. One of our questions is, do you have a special event you're trying to do this in time for? We have turned people away. Sure, because yeah. I don't want you getting mad at me if something no. does happen. Or, and it's also, it's not it's not great advertising also. If they all of a sudden go to the wedding the next day and it's like, oh my gosh, what happened to your Yeah, I mean, lip? we've There's... had people even like, oh, it's my birthday, but are you going out? Do you have plans? And, and, you know, I say expect swelling and bruising. And if you don't have it, that's great. But plan on it. I mean, most people are fine, but we can't make that promise and... You know, so we have to defer to the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I love that you have this full transparency. I mean, anytime I've talked with you, you're very honest about it. But ultimately, it's because you want people to know exactly what they're getting and you want them to be happy with the outcome. Right. And this is still a medical procedure. So, you know, it's not like just going to get your hair blown out or putting, you know, makeup on. There is a lot, a lot of training that goes into it, knowing the anatomy, the facial vessels, the nerves, how the face ages, what the entire process is, what complications can arise, and they can arise. And so there seems to be, because the prevalence, especially with lip filler now with, with you know younger women, it's great and we do a lot of it, but... There seems to be a more lighthearted attitude about like, oh, this is nothing. It's just like going to the salon. I mean, you can just go anywhere. That's not the case. Things can happen and things do happen. And there's a saying in medicine, if you haven't handled a complication, you haven't done enough procedures. So you need to go somewhere where they know what to do if something were to arise. Yes. And how long does filler last? Depending on the area treated, depending on how much product is used, and depending on the type of product, it's going to be anywhere from six to years, I mean, six years, <laughs> we wish, <laughs> six months to two years. There's a few factors that contribute to the duration of product, such as somebody's metabolism. It's thought that people who work out a lot uh, may metabolize it quicker. The UV and sun definitely can degrade the product quicker. Um, the area being treated, you know, our, the, around the mouth area and our lips, we talk all the time. We eat. You're very mobile. That can break down quicker. And um, just free radicals and environmental factors or, or smoking, that can cause it to break down more quickly as well. Is there anything that you shouldn't do after you get Botox or fillers? And, and what, I, what I mean by that is 
like use a straw if you have lip filler or let's say you're face down in the cradle getting a massage and I'm a motorcycle rider and I wear a helmet and my helmet is very, very tight. Is that going to have an effect on any kind of Botox or fillers? Yes. So the day after you get your Botox, we want you to just leave the area alone. No lying down, no getting a massage, yoga, nothing where you're going to turn upside down. No, no lying down for four hours afterwards, no rubbing the area, no hats, um, anything like that, no exercise, no heavy exercise. You're good to go the next day. With dermal fillers, depending on what you had done, like if you had Voluma or cheek filler, it's a good idea to try not to smush into the pillow on your cheeks that night, you know, or for mm-hmm. the first week. You could sleep a little bit more elevated if you can, sleep on your back. You know, it's hard to do. Lips, we say, to avoid any... Um, biting into a big apple or anything like big and, you know, that, that is going to stretch or, or manipulate the area. We also, you have to avoid, with any filler in any area of the face, avoid a dental appointment two weeks before and two weeks after because fillers are actually considered an implant. Uh, Voluma goes deep onto the bone and dental appointments, if you do bleed, you can stir up bacteria that can then get into the bloodstream that can affect okay. yeah. the area. So. Some practitioners don't follow that. We are more conservative here, and we want to cover every base. So no dental appointments on two weeks of either side of your filler appointment. Well, good thing that most people usually go twice a year, but you're right. These are the things you need to cover when you go in for that complimentary consultation at the start. Charlotte, I'm going to do something here called rapid fire, where I'm just going to name a part of the face that, that perhaps someone is you know, having an issue with, and do you recommend Botox or filler? Now, I understand we're speaking in generalizations, like everybody is different, and you're going to get something personalized when you have the consultation with your team at A360. But this is kind of what we were talking about last night. So crow's feet, what do you recommend? Botox. What about when it comes to bags under the eyes? If they're the right candidate, dermal filler or possibly surgery. What about when they feel like their their face is kind of getting sunken in a little bit? Filler can help restore that volume and bring back just a, a more youthful look, but keeping you looking like you. Laugh lines. Laugh lines are going to be dermal filler. Okay. And what about lines around the lip? That can be both. So you can use Botox to just kind of quiet that down, and then you can use filler to soften the existing lines. I was going to ask you, then it kind of goes into the next question, the final one, smaller lips. You know, when you get older and your face kind of lacks symmetry and your lips get a little bit smaller, you would recommend for that? We would do lip filler for that. Very subtle to restore that border as we age. Our lip border atrophies. It gets flat. It loses all definition. We can use a product called Restylane Kiss, which was FDA approved back in May, which is amazing. We're loving it. It's very subtle, very forgiving. It just can restore a very natural, subtle appearance and a more hydrated lip. And you can give people symmetry when it comes to their face. I mean, as we age, it does start to shift just a little bit. Or if you sleep more on on one side and the eyebrows can kind of move just a little bit, these are great ways to solve that problem. Absolutely. Charlotte, thank you for talking again with me today about Botox and filler. We said it last time. This really is a way for someone to invest in themselves with products and procedures so that you, you feel more confident. And I imagine you see a lot of people that leave and just feel 
great because now how they feel on the inside matches how they're looking on the outside. And that's really is what it's about. And, you know, we talked about this the last time. The older you get, that, that number you feel inside doesn't seem to move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're trying to reconcile that without, you know, making ourselves look ridiculous. Yes. Of course. Right. So. Yes. And I and I appreciate that we talk about that side of it, too, because I, I know that's a concern for a lot of people. But you have been in the business over 20 years. You have a beautiful Medispa, Aesthetics 360, right there in the third ward. Thank you for coming back on 50 Shades of K. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.